Bagger's on a mission And the stakes are getting higher Other teams in the majors Don't have a prayer against the Friars Greetings and welcome to the East Village Times podcast. I'm your host, James Clark, and we are bringing you this emergency broadcast with Mr. Dominic Stern to bring some uh, just tragic news. I mean, I don't know what to, how, how else to explain this or to convey my feelings, but I'm, I'm pretty pissed. I don't know, Dominic. Uh, how are you feeling? How, how can you sum this up? No, I mean, that's, that's the word I would use too. I mean, you and I were both very vocal on our podcasts leading up to the postseason and during the postseason. Do not pitch Mike Clevenger if you think he will get hurt in the postseason. That's exactly what happened. And now we're going to suffer uh, by not having him available for all of 2021 season and possibly extending a bit into the 2022 season. The estimated recovery time for Tommy John surgery, normally around 18 months. So... Uh-huh. The Padres, they tried to get past the Dodgers and, you know, I, I didn't want to just roll over and die in the playoffs, but we said, if, sorry, if, those are just, those are just grunts of yeah. anger that are going to randomly come out in the next in this podcast. I'm sorry. Yes. James already warned me ahead of time that I mean, there might be some swearing. So look, if you're, I, I mean, generally yeah. I, I check my fandom at the door when it comes to this team, because I have media credentials, because I have to have a certain era of professional being when I'm there in front of these guys and in the locker room. And I generally try to be that way when I podcast and talk about them and write about them, but I'm pissed right now as a fan, because I mean, we spoke about it. Why risk pitching this guy? I mean, he obviously blew out his arm pitching that Dodger game in the first inning. I mean, there's no, you can't sugarcoat this. I mean, he blew out his arm pitching that day. It just blows my mind because you cannot give a professional athlete the option to do to pitch because they're going to choose to pitch every single time. They're competitors. They're, they want to win. He was just traded. The Padres paid a hefty price tag. He was going to go out there and pitch no mar- no matter what. If his arm fucking fell off, he was going to be out there and pitching. It's not his, it's not up to him on whether or not to pitch. It's sometimes as a franchise, you got, you just got to fucking be an adult and say, no, I mean, Oh, I, I'm I'm really angry. And, and this tweet from the Padres, how about oh. bearing the lead on the tweet? Like, what the hell kind of tweet is that? No, like, that, that was the worst the part. Okay, maybe that wasn't the worst part. Maybe I misspoke there, but no, but but I mean that's just stupid. But yeah, okay, there, that, that's my first rant. I will have to mute myself so I can go rant some more, and and I'll let you talk for 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 a minute or so. No, yeah, I mean they they buried the lead. It was awful because I mean. I was telling you right before we got on, I was in class when I found out the news. I mean, I see that the Padres tweeted something. I'm like, oh, let's go check this out. You know, they normally don't tweet at this time on a Monday afternoon. Uh, and it says Padres have signed my club to a two-year contract, which was in the news for some reason uh, this past couple, this past week when he was arbitration eligible for the next two years. And that, that was a first question mark for me. And so they say, oh, well, they signed my club for a two-year extension through 2022. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Read the next sentence. Clevenger yeah. will also undergo Tommy John surgery on Tuesday. By the hello, way, hello, hello. <laughs> yeah. 
I, who the fuck cares? You sign up for a two year contract. I think that's the most important thing. Oh, I, I'm, I'm obviously, if you know this podcast, you know that I usually don't get this animated. I apologize for my colorful language. I, I'm really angry because they gave up a lot to get this guy. There was already writing on the wall about injury concerns, about his mechanics. He throws across his body. He's never thrown 200 innings. And I mean, they paid a hefty price tag. I, I thought you would think they did their due diligence to know that he was completely healthy and there weren't any issues. I, I mean, obviously that wasn't the case. I, I don't know. Did this injury just happen coming to the net? I mean, it's it's easy to speculate afterwards, but AJ Preller, stay away from trading with the Indians, please. Just just lose the Indians GM's number. Just please, just stop trading with the Cleveland Indians. You know, there's a reason they've had a long period of success over the past five years when we've really only been relevant for this one year and it's a 60 game season. Now, I mean, yeah, I, I will back up trading for Clevenger. I, I don't think that's the problem, but when, like you mentioned, there were injury concerns for the past couple of years and that's why the Indians were willing to move on from him. Because yes, they and during the year where they were making the play, they're making the playoffs. They, 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 they were in the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, you're, you're right. You're 100% right. It, it's brutal. It's brutal is what it is. And it, it comes down to it. I, first off, I'm glad the Padres didn't just kick him to the curb because they could have very easily yes. done that. They could well, have said, they, 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 you can't, though, after the, the, the haul that they gave them. They, they had to be committed to him in hopes that he's able to perform in 2022 and possibly earn a contract beyond that. But you know, he comes back in 2022. He's going to be under innings pitch limitations. You're not going to want to rush him back after a second Tommy John, which is almost impossible to come back in itself. I, I, I'm just, this is just a, a really bad situation. It just, it, it's, there's no way to sugarcoat it. It's, this is, this is a bad situation for this team. There's no doubt that they can, they have the prospects, they have the youth, they have the pitching, they they have it's this is the winter, they can adjust. This is better than knowing this news in, in March or April, obviously. But it's it's just it's a kick in the in in the nuts. I mean that's that's what it is, right? Yeah, I mean I, I tend to prefer the term the gut, but that <laughs> that also works. I mean, it's it's frustrating because the pitching uh, the pitching depth within this organization, at least over the past couple of years with AJ Preller has been the strength of the team. So yes. that that's not a huge concern. It's what the Potters also gave up because they don't really have that DH candidate right now since they moved on from Moreland, they moved on from Naylor, they moved on from Ty France. They don't have that guy. Maybe Jorge Onya in 2021, but because it seems like the DH is going to come back in 2022. We'll, we'll see. So they don't have that guy. They also traded... Uh, couple of other prospects that I think have very high ceilings uh, and Gabriel Arias, who all of a sudden is going to be starting for them next year when they get rid of Francisco Lindor, they're going to look like geniuses with that trade. And, you know, they're, it's, I'm more concerned about, I really like Joe Tillo. I mean, I mean, I don't want to be a prospect hugger because they are prospect, you know, there's no sense hoarding them. They haven't performed at the major league level. All those prospects may never even have any success at the major league level. And, but it's just, it's just frustrating that they could have grouped that, that, that those prospects and attained, I don't want to say just about anyone, but they could have attained 
different people to help this organization and, and done it in a long-term effect like Clevenger was supposed to do. And, and it, it, just losing him next year is just, you know, this is obviously fresh. We recorded this fresh. I mean, this is the news came down in a couple hours ago. You, you're getting fresh, fresh kind of uh, response from both of us about this. And, uh, you know, I'm frustrated I, I, as a, as a Padre fan, as a, as a, as a fan of this franchise, I'm frustrated because it's just, oh, it just seems like it's just another thing. Like, I mean, Padre fans know that, know that feeling. It's like, what's next? I mean, I've already seen people like, you know, when's we going to get the news on Denilson Lamette? <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, because it, I mean, originally it seemed like Lamette's injury was less serious, which is, I'll, I'll get into that right after. And then Clevenger all of a sudden jumps in front of him. He comes back, he makes that appearance. And then now Clevenger needs Tommy John. So what is the injury situation for Denelson Lebet? Nobody knows. And that has been Preller's biggest weakness so far as the Potters GM. It's been hiding injuries from not only the fans, but other people, the GMs. It's frustrating because all of a sudden, nobody knows a thing about this organization. Just a yeah. huge wild card. And I, I'm th- this isn't even me as a Potters fan. I'm concerned about Mike Clevenger and Nelson Lamette's health going forward with this, because this isn't the first time we've seen this. We saw Colin Ray get dealt. We saw Drew Pomeranz get dealt like this. Like these guys, they suffer arm injuries. And then Preller, he hides it. He pretends like nothing's wrong with them. And then boom, all of a sudden it comes out of nowhere. This bomb's dropped. And then all of a sudden the Padres look like, they look like a joke. Like just say like, hey, Clevenger's injury is not, it's not promising. Just be upfront about it. It doesn't what? hurt you to do that. It, you end up looking like an idiot right now. And exactly. I mean, I, I'm some, I'm some 19 year old at Arizona state university. <laughs> what do I know about baseball? But I, if I had a player who needed to get Tommy John and here's another thing. So people who don't know, I mean, this tweet, it says was tweeted from iPhone, but tweeted right at 4 PM. You don't just tweet something right at the hour mark, just by coincidence. I think the Padres could have known that he was getting Tommy John surgery for weeks and they just yeah. held it off. Yeah, I, there's so many layers to this. It's so frustrating that obviously they happens. were hoping. I mean, yeah. they were obviously hoping he was going to get better. Or, but I mean, immediately after the game against the Dodgers, in speaking to the media, he described his elbow as feeling like his bones were were clanking together or something. I mean, like like that's from the horse's mouth. I mean, that's not good. That I mean, anytime you see elbow or arm injuries. On a pitcher, it's, it's a bad thing. That's why it just pitching him in that game was just asinine. I mean, God, we we spoke about it this beforehand that it just was not worth it. He had not had any, any rehab starts anywhere other than simulated games or whatever. It's just and to put a pitcher with arm troubles with their their adrenaline flowing and, and they wanted to prove the world uh, all the television cameras on him of course he's going to freaking blow out his arm and, and pitch above his uh, it's just it's just frustrating it really is and i, I don't know what i don't know the Padres finally the Padres finally seemed like they were going in the right direction this stellar stellar starting pitching staff for next year mike clevenger Denelson Lamette. Chris Paddock, Zach Davies, that is an elite starting four pitching staff. And that's with Chris Paddock as your four based on how he performed in 2020. That's so good. And then now Clevenger's out for the year. Uh, everyone's now concerned about Denelson Lamette just based on speculation. 
of course. Now, I mean, Preller also said that he's beginning his throwing program coming December. And who knows? Uh, saw Pog Langford had a pretty funny tweet about it. Uh, but it's frustrating because it finally seemed like the Potters were getting over that hump. And the championship window, I called 2020 year zero. You know, it took a huge step forward in 2020. Year zero. Now 2021. Here's your first real shot at it. And now it seems like it's not. It seems like, you know, the starting pitching staff all of a sudden has concerns because if Denelson Lamette isn't as healthy as he was, uh, as he seemed to be, then that's a concern. If Chris Paddock doesn't rebound from his struggling 2020 season, that's a concern. If the Zach Davies that we saw in the playoffs shows up, that's a concern. If we saw Adrian Marajon that that struggled from time to time, if we saw the Luis Patino that didn't really throw strikes, uh, if Mackenzie Gore had problems down at camp, where is the starting pitching staff at? Because now all of a sudden what seemed like the strength of the Padres has a ton of question marks going into a 162-game season. Yeah, exactly. And there's no doubt they have youth on their side. They have a lot of young prospects and young pitchers that can potentially step in and and be serviceable. But you still need those horses at the top of the rotation in both Lament and Clevenger with weary elbows. I mean, Clevenger's gone for this this coming year. So I, I'm I'm still trying to make sense of this whole thing. Davies really is not someone to feature at the top of the rotation. He showed that in the playoffs. There's a lot to like about him. He could probably take his step, his game to the next level. But again, we're going to need some kind of veteran leadership. We're going to need someone on top of the rotation. Trevor Bauer obviously makes sense. We're going to hear a lot about the Padres and Trevor Bauer. There's, there's a lot of, a lot of links to Bauer and the Padres from Clevenger himself to, to Manny Machado, which is really good friends with with Bauer. There's a lot to it. We'll see if they can open up the pocketbooks and rearrange their finances enough to make that happen. You know, Trevor Bauer is going to get top dollar. I mean, we're talking about a reigning Cy Young, a pitcher who's shown a lot of durability with his arm. He's going to get a lot of money. So, uh, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I, Padre fans, I think, had visions of a Bauer, Clevenger, Lamette rotation, and obviously that's not going to be the case uh, for 2021. There's a lot of unanswered questions, but it is early. Free agents are just barely starting to sign. There's time for this team to to, to fix this and and get better and, and improve. It's just. It's just a really, really sad Monday uh, afternoon uh, as as we all got that uh, that tweet or, or that uh, word of Clevenger's injury. No, it was a great Monday leading up to it. I mean, I, I'm going home in a week, back to San Diego. I had an assignment that was due Thursday. They got pushed back to next Monday. I found out about an assignment that I'm going to be doing next week that seems like it's going to be totally awesome for me. It was a great day. I got Chick-fil-A for lunch. Walking back, I'm in class, and then I get the news, and it it, it became such a dark day. I, I wrote the article about the news for East Village Times. I also retweeted my link about the article I wrote about Trevor Bauer about a month ago. So if you want some more information on that, go check those out. But it was a great day for me, and then it just turned awful right at right at 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Mountain Time, so 3 p.m. Pacific Time. I'm going to assume that most of our listeners for a San Diego Padres podcaster 
from San Diego or somewhere else in Southern California. It, it, it was rough. And, you it, know, it, it, we, it is rough. It's, it's really, really rough. Right. <laughs> and, and I, I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, it, it may be rough for us as Padre fans, but it's also rougher on Mike Clevenger because now he's got a, yeah. his career's definitely in jeopardy. I, I, I feel for him because like I mentioned earlier, he, he's a competitor he, he, you don't become a major league pitcher without having a, a, a lot of competition, a lot of, of just necessity to win and necessity to succeed in you and within you. Uh, the Padres basically allowed him the opportunity to pitch in the playoffs and they should have, they should have, should have been more cautious. Yeah, right. There's no, there's no way to sugarcoat that. The, you're going for a world title. I understand that. You're you're hoping the the injury is just minimal, but you you have to, you know. I've heard of Preller talk to players or, or speak about players as investments, and, and sometimes you need to protect your investment. and And they didn't do that, and it, it's frustrating. It, it really is. Their their hands were tied with 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 all the injuries to the starting pitchers and, and, and Paddock's, you know, regression. But uh, it's just. Sometimes you can't mortgage the future on on today, and it seemed like they did that, and they're 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 suffering for that for now, uh, you know. But what what changed in their assessment of of Clevenger after the season to now? Because it, it seemed like they were very positive the whole time about him, and which is which is really strange in in my eyes. Well, I think they're just positive because you know they they wanted to keep the optics of the Padres organization hot, but at the same time, it's a risk. And now that this comes out, if I'm a pitcher that has arm issues in the past, do I want to come here? Do I want to put myself in a position to where I'm being managed by AJ Preller and the staff around him? Because like I said, this isn't the first time this has happened with Padres players before. So it it's so concerning because I feel like, if we do want Trevor Bauer, if the Padres do want him, he could say, I totally just watched you mismanage my friend's elbow. Why would I want to come play for you? Yeah, that's and sad, sad truth. It, it's tough because I, I love watching Trevor Bauer pitch. I would love for him to be, in the, uh, to be a Padres pitcher in 2021. I don't know if it's the most feasible thing. And I don't want to point to it just being this because he, like you mentioned, James, He's going to get a lot of money. He's going to have a lot of interest uh, in him this offseason. It's tough because, I don't know, I, I feel like this. there's going to be overlying effects from this, and I think it could start with Denelson Lamette. It could be with the free agency this season. Now, I mean, more pitchers may want to come here to replace him on that one-year deal. I think that some bottom-of-the-line free agents could want to come play for the Padres. We're working on an article for J.A. Happ. That could be an option. Charlie Morton has expressed interest in coming back to play one more year in front of the fans after playing 2020 in front of no fans. So there are options that aren't Trevor Bauer, but I, I don't know. if I Because I, I was a pitcher in high school. And if I were choosing between high schools to play for, which I did, I chose to go play for who I thought was the best coach and who I thought was going to handle my situation the best. And watching what just unfolded with him is very concerning. If I were a pitcher wanting to go play and, you know, risk my arm, risk my health 
uh, yeah. to go play a season. Well, yeah. I, I'm not entirely sure that going to the Padres would be in my best interest after watching this. Exactly. I mean, I have a clip right here. Let's listen to AJ Preller uh, discuss a little bit about what happened uh, after the season with Clevenger and, and what's changed. So let's listen to this real quick before we start, before we comment some more. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I think for us, you know, all these things, like whenever you deal with, with arm issues and, you know, you're kind of dealing with, uh, with individuals and, um, you know, you kind of go step, go step by step through the process. I think we're, you know, with, in Mike's case, particularly, you know, he, he met with, I don't know, probably four of the top, uh, top doctors across the country, um, you know, talking, talking about his elbow again, like these things are not, they're not black and white. I think the reports that came back from the beginning were uh, were clear from uh, from from a doctor's standpoint that uh, you know they felt like that it was an elbow impingement, a posterior elbow impingement, and you know that an injection was gonna you know from looking at the the MRI, the imaging, from looking at the way he was presenting, from looking at the office visits, they felt like the uh, you know the injection was gonna be uh, what he needed to get through. Um, you know, I think even after the season, after obviously he, he got hurt again there, or re-injured or re-aggravated, um, you know, whatever was bothering him in that in that Dodger playoff game, you know, he went back and went through another series of tests with more doctors. Um, you, know, had, you know, there was doctors that felt like at the time not surgical and he should be okay going through a rehab process. Um, but as he kind of got through that over the course of the, of the month and he went back and saw Dr. Kremchek a few weeks later, uh, you know, some things that, you know, should have, should have quieted down. Um, and he went and got re-MRI'd multiple times. Ultimately, I think, uh, you know, everybody was in agreement that rather than trying to kind of piece it together and get through the next season, I think he felt like, um, you know, I want to go ahead and get this taken care of, have the, to have the procedure and, uh, and push towards the 2022 season. So, um, you know, I think that's, that's kind of the process. I think we could, you know, I could walk through like each week kind of felt like it was a little bit different and, we were, we were optimistic at various points in time in the process, especially earlier in the process when the season ended, as we kind of went through the rehab process the last few weeks and he wasn't getting drastically better. Uh, and then he went back and saw Dr. Kremchek again. He felt like the surgery was the best route. All right. So uh, obviously his arm was hurting him for a while. Preller alluded to the fact that some picture, some doctors said that Tommy John wasn't a necessity for him. But in that statement, you basically admitted that some doctors said that it was going to be a, an issue for him. So at, at what point, how many doctors do you need to tell you that his arm is messed up in order for you to believe it? Like, in my eyes, if the pitcher's telling me his arm is hurt and the doctor's saying he needs surgery, then he needs surgery, right? I mean, you can go find Dr. Nick from The Simpsons and he can tell you whatever you want to hear. But is that what you really want in, in the player that you're invested in? I mean, I don't know. Are we just digging too deep into this? No, we're not. We're we're concerned. And another thing that just came to mind for me for some reason was the whole Brian Dozier thing that happened this season when he went over to the Mets and said, I wanted to be with an organization that is transparent. And, you know, choosing the Mets and going there is not the most transparent organization. I will go off. I will say that. But this is an example of what Brian Dozier was saying. The Padres weren't being transparent. They said Clevenger's fine. He's going to be fine. He's going to come back and pitch in the playoffs. And then they said he was fine after the season. They said Lamette was fine. This isn't the Padres being transparent. And I do appreciate AJ Preller talking to the media today uh, because he definitely had a lot of questions to answer. And, yeah. uh, the, media, the, media, the media gave it to him. And good for them. 
for, uh, for standing up and uh, questioning him because a lot of questionable decisions were made managing the health of a player that you give up so much for. You make a you make a valid point about the Dozer situation, which is concerning. And you're talking about a veteran player who comes with the stigma of being a team player. Uh, Anderson and I interviewed uh, Brian Dozier this spring in Peoria in the locker room. He was very accommodating, was, was a great guy, spoke about his love of the game, spoke about his love of the Latino players and the fact that one of his one of his best friends in the game, Eduardo Escobar, uh, didn't speak English. So he made it a point to learn Spanish. And you're talking about a guy from the deep south who, you know, learning Spanish must have been troublesome for him. So you don't want a player like that to critique your franchise. You don't want a player like that to say there's communication issues within this team. We've seen that with multiple players that have been traded, whether or not it's the fact that they come back and they, they haunt the Padres and have extra motivation to perform. Something is, is amiss with communication between the players and the, and the and management. And, and this isn't just a conspiracy theory. Brian Dozier doesn't make those claims just out of the blue to be controversial. He's not that type of person. I, I don't know. I, I think we're just, we, we're going deep in, into the rabbit hole right now, Dominic. Uh, I don't know how we're going to get out of here uh, at this moment. No, I mean, there, there's a lot of tangents that we could go off of. And it's really a shame because like I said, the Padres were coming off such a great year in 2020 a year that was so bad for just about everything else. And Padres came out, they performed well, made the playoffs won a series and, you know, ended up losing to the world series champions, but uh, it, it sucks. So this is where we're at now. We're, we're, we're concerned thinking about 2021, you know, there are some bigger things in life, but it's frustrating because I, like I said, I, I tweeted this right when it happened. I'm like, what, the Padres can't, we can't catch a break. Like the, it, nothing goes our way. And, you know, a lot of this, a lot of, a lot of this is the Padres own doing now, That's what it comes down to. But I mean, they they went out. They tried to get a really good pitcher. They did. He got hurt. He had injury problems, and they 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 knew what they were doing when they put him back out there in the playoffs. We're risking it, and now the championship window that seemed like it was going to be so big and opening this year, suddenly I think is pretty much closing. Yeah, yeah. let's not get too Debbie Downer because. It, 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 this is just a, a bad day and it's November. The, the Padres could, could turn around and, and trade for you Darvish and sign Trevor Bauer. And then, oh, you know, Cle- Mike Clevenger is just, you know, that's sunshine. He's just a, a guy on the, on the bench that helps keep the guys loose. And hopefully he'll be back next year. You know, it, it, it's, it's perspective. And, and the franchise has the bullets to make a trade. None of their top prospects were, were dealt this, this trade deadline when they, when they overhauled the roster, there's bullets that can be spent. There's a little bit of financial flexibility. They can move some people around if they have to, to, to create that. The window's not close for this team. 20, they're still going to be competitive in 2021. There's still a lot to be excited about. If you're a Padre fan, you know, we're not trying to, <laughs> to sway you uh, and make you think that the sky is falling and it's this is, the team will never succeed. And this is, you know, let's might as well trade Tatis for, for some prospects. Now, you know, it's not even close to that. It's just, it's just a bad day. You're getting us a uh, couple hours after this news. We're podcasting, you know, just off the cuff here. No notes, no nothing, just spitballing. And, and I'm just, telling it how we're feeling right now. And, and, and both of us are pretty, pretty angry, pretty, 
pretty disappointed. Uh, I, I feel for Mike Clevenger. I really do. I, I thought that he would be a, a great addition for this team. And, and, and he still is part of this team, very much part of this team. So it's, it's not as though we need to speak to him as though he's, uh, he's gone and left us and, and, and we're doing the eulogy. But it's, it's just frustrating, like you say, as a Padre fan, when, when you're just waiting for the next shoe to drop. You're just waiting, like, what's next? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, no, I mean, and that goes right. for San Diego sports in general. I mean, not not just Padres, but the whole city of San Diego feels this pain, and and, and it seems in every sport in every regard. I mean, it's just it's it's painful to be a San Diego sports fan. No, but you know what, James? I can't wait for the middle of February when I'll be going to spring training games, spring training practices. I can't wait. I love this team so much, and I'll do anything for them, but. This was a this was a rough day for uh, for our fandom for the team that we love, and for a pitcher that our entire fan base fell in love with for yeah. the final month and a half of the season last year. So, re- really tough day. There, there will be better days as our Padre as Padre fans. I still think the Padres will be an above average team next year. It's just how much does this injury hurt them? Yeah, it, it, it's it, there's still plenty to be optimistic about this franchise. There's still, you know, we're talking about one pitcher who pitches, you know, 32 games of the year, which is, you know, a fifth of the season, a sixth of the season. You know, losing him is not like losing your star player who plays every game. They can adjust. They will adjust. There's time to adjust. Um, it, it's just, it's just frustrating because, again, we had hopes of of uh, Clevenger, a lament rotation and lament is still very much, you know, a question mark. Uh, you know, I haven't seen anything uh, on him other than him uh, down South in, in, in Rosarito beach, uh, hanging out and chilling with his friends. But uh, you know, you got to hope that his arm is okay as well. Cause you know, he's fresh off Tommy John two back-to-back Tommy John surgeries. Yeah. is is not a, is not a good thing. Not, not a good thing at all for a pitcher. I mean, there's very few, pitchers who have been able to come back from that and do it at, at a successful level. We'll just have to hope and pray that, that Mike Clevenger is, is another one on that list. Yep. We're, we're praying that Clevenger can return not only just to baseball, but you know, to our Padres that he can continue his career after this. You got anything else to say before we head out? No, I, you know, I, I think the goal is going to be obviously starting pitching now. They're going to have to to do something that yeah, I, you, we have the youth or the Padres have the youth in Morahone, Gore and Patino to possibly have a, a great young rotation, but it's difficult to stick those three guys in, in, in your rotation and expect to succeed. So you still have to figure that they're going to go after a veteran pitcher of some sort to, to plug in the top of the rotation, whether or not that's Trevor Bauer is yet to, it to be seen. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. The, the AJ Preller is definitely going to be busy uh, in the next coming weeks as the general meetings uh, begin, I believe, next month. Yep, they'll be virtual given the times. You know, like I said, hopefully this doesn't affect the Padres too much. Hopefully, Clevenger can bounce back. And now I have a podcast edit on a Monday night in which I have an assignment due tomorrow before class. So thanks. Nice. Thanks, Padres. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Padres. Yeah. Happy Monday, right? Well, folks, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to, to, to close this. I, I'm, I'm sorry for the pain that you're feeling. This is not it's not an unusual thing, though, if you're a Padre fan, right? I mean, you, you, you kind of get used to this. We got thick skin. We're just going to have to adjust. 
episode 128 of the show was definitely not expected and definitely not one that I'm happy with with recording, even though uh, it's always a blast to record with you, Dominic. Yeah, no, this was a uh, very eventful podcast. You know, I yeah. think that people... People enjoy listening to conversations like the one that, especially the year you're you're beginning, great. I'm sure a lot of Potters fans felt the same way, so I'm yes. sure they'll they'll find it enjoyable. Yeah, I, I apologize for my uh, my colorful use of the English language, but occasionally, sometimes those words got to come out, and uh, I actually feel like this was therapeutic to me. It made me feel a little better, so uh, I can I can uh, go on with my life now. And uh, uh, you're welcome. Know. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yeah, Dominic. Dominic totally uh, is the one who motivated me to do this. So, uh, Dominic, take us out of here. Let's 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 uh, let's let's just uh, on to better news on the next show. We're hopefully get a guest uh, in next time that we're on. Take us out of here, Mister Stern. Yeah, thank you for tuning in to episode one hundred twenty-eight of the East Village Times podcast. Make sure to check out our work on eastvillagetimes.com. We're going to be writing some stuff on the Dominican League. Uh, in the near future. So we'll have some more content there, more off season stuff that, you know, trades, free agent signings, stuff like that. Follow us on Twitter at EVT underscore news to see whenever we post our articles, follow James on Twitter at EVT underscore J Clark, and then follow me on Twitter at DM 19 to see my useful time stuff and all my, all my other cool journalism stuff that I'm doing over here. Uh, Cause I, I do a lot of work, uh, but we thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you all on the next episode. Go Padres. And we hope that uh, there's, there's a better offseason news ahead of us. Yeah, there's got to be. It, it, the, ne- the next news will definitely be uh, positive. Unless uh, where it's a lament. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, not, I'm not assuming anything in 2020 anymore. Yeah, we are Padre fans, so des- you know, be prepared. Right. Thank you for tuning in. Have a good rest of your day.